Hello and welcome. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and you are tuned in to Story You Talk Radio. We come live to you every Thursday at 4 o'clock in the Pacific Northwest or 7 o'clock p.m. if you are on the East Coast or 1 o'clock in the afternoon if you're in Hawaii or late if you're in London, France, and those beautiful places where some of my friends are tonight. Today we are talking about momentum. The momentum to get to the finish line, to get past that starting point. And it doesn't really matter if you are challenged finding your momentum or keeping your momentum when you're writing a book, when you're writing a blog, when you're writing a brand, or when you're just living your everyday good, honest life. Momentum is important, and it is something all of us over and over again lose track of. So we're going to talk about that today and why it is important to be with the doubt that comes up in those middle stages Like I said, it's easy to get something going. It's fun to finish. But what do you do in that uncomfortable middle ground? That's where we tend to lose our momentum. So if you have a question about this, if you are in the middle ground in some story of your life, and it could be any story. It could be your financial story, your love story, your career story, your Oh, your real estate story, whatever that story is. If you have a question, a comment, a concern, you want to collaborate, communicate, pontificate, whatever it is you want to do, write to me. I am on Facebook constantly checking to see what y'all have to say. You just send it over to the private messenger And you can do it on either my Coach Debbie page, and that's spelled D-E-B-B-Y, or you can go to my personal page, and that's Debbie Handrich, and it's just like it sounds, H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H, D-E-B-B-Y, Handrich. All right. If you're really gutsy, you can call in. Actually, you don't really have to be all that gutsy. But I'm just finding that those are, those are the thoughts that go through people's head before they pick up the phone and they call. It doesn't take that much to have a conversation. It's been years since I've bit anyone. Kidding. So the number here is one, eight, mm, uh, one eight 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 two nine eight. Five, five, six, nine. There it is. There it is. Yes. That was Eric, the engineer, and he will answer the phone when you call. So he's very friendly, too. And I don't think you have a history of biting, do you, Eric? <laughs> no, but even no? if I did, that would be hard to do over the phone. It's tricky. Yeah. yeah but words, <laughs> yeah, words can get in there. So you're safe with us. One eight eight eight. Two nine eight five five six nine. Operator is standing by. Yeah, that's Eric. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And we'll talk to you about 
how's your momentum going or what's going on so I can help you get it back. I want to tell you about some things going on in the Seattle area. Someone that helped me keep my momentum going is the man in charge of what's called sales therapy. His name is Kwaku Riverson. Do you know him? Kwaku Riverson, K-W-E-K-U. He he lives like, I, I could, if I knew which house it was, I'd be able to see it from here. He lives right by the studio, he and his lovely wife, and they have a business school where I took courses and Kwaku was the sales mystic who just helped me return over and over and over again to the place of believing in my business every time I lost my momentum, or as you could say, every time I was swimming in that deep water of doubt. He just had this wonderful way of restoring my senses of abilities in myself. And he is going to be speaking live at East West Books here in the Seattle area on Saturday, just two short days away at 7 p.m. You can still get your tickets online at East West Books. I'll be there. He'll be there. His lovely wife will be there. My handsome partner will be there. You want to be there. We would love to have you there. If you have any questions about how to finish the sale and keep that momentum going in your business, he's your man. So I hope to see you there. I also want to tell you about keeping your momentum going when? In the year 2020. Isn't that cool? 2020, the year of clear vision I'm thinking of. And a lot of you know that I, I'm I'm not a girl of clear vision. I'm a girl of very blurry, blurry vision, at least in the physical world. I have, oh, a, about 20% great acuity, meaning that I see, mm, you know what, that's too hard to explain. Never mind. I'm legally blind. <laughs> I'm challenged. I work hard at making it around in the world. And so the notion of stepping into a year of 2020 vision, I know that this means mental vision for me. And I know what it means to hold mental visioning because that's so much of what momentum is about. It's about having a mental vision for where you want to go. Because you might not be able to see it in the foreground. You might have to access your brain, your memory, and your capacity to visualize in order to keep moving yourself forward. So where I was going with this in the beginning is the year 2020 is coming up, and I will be offering my author's mastermind as we kick off the year. If you are curious about how do you hold that mindset to be an author, you just might qualify for my program, and I would love to hear from you. 
My early bird registration will be ending December 15th. However, I have an extra special discount for those who listen to my live show and my podcast. All you got to do is get in touch with me and say, I was listening and you said you have an extra special discount. That's it. And you're in. All right? That's it. It's that easy. You don't have to remember a code. You just say, I heard you have an extra special discount. And I'll tell you all about it. And you can have it. I'm, I'm not only giving away one or two. Anyone that wants it can have it. Mm-hmm. Catch me while I feel generous. So my early bird registration will be ending December 15th. If you want to register, if you want to learn more about this, just send me a personal message on Facebook. Reply to any of my newsletters or go to www.coachdebbie.com and click on contact or connect and just send me a note and I'll get it directly. Nobody else reads those notes and we'll be on our way. I'm currently in the middle of an author's mastermind, which is going really, really well. And it, it gives me the chance to do what I love to do more than just about anything in the world, and that is to teach. I mean, when, when you think about what is your highest value, what do you value more than anything in this whole world, it, it embarrasses me sometimes that every time I, I go to one of those tests, it's always teaching. You know, I, I want it to be family. And I'm like, well, that comes close. <laughs> it comes really close. But actually, I, I value teaching just the tiniest bit more. And maybe it's because I know I'm better at it than I am at being uh, a good family member. And I think I'm a pretty darn good family member. But I, I think I'm a little bit better at teaching. So offering the author's mastermind is an opportunity for me to do what I'm best at, and I want to invite you to come and join me. We start January 3rd. Early bird registration is over and done with, December 15th. And I just told you all those great ways to get in touch with me. Okay, moving on. Where are you right now? Are you in the beginning of something? Are you at the end of something? Are you in those murky waters of the middle of something? You might be in the wonderful NaNoWriMo month that's going on right now. There's thousands and thousands of people right now participating in writing 50,000 words this month. And I'm on one of the mm, forums. Is that what we call them? Forums where everybody has access to the conversation. I'm on one of those that, that has high, high numbers of participants. So this is day 14 out of 30 of the writing. It's not a competition. It, it's basically a, a place where we're all sharing how we're doing at putting out our 50,000 words by the end of the month. Truth be told, 
if if this is the fourteenth day and tomorrow is the absolute midpoint, uh, I'm behind. But if I don't have to pace myself in that way, if I can think of it as when you know when inspiration fills me, I write much more than when it doesn't. Then you know I'm hanging in there pretty dang well. But there are other people right now on that forum that are saying they're very behind and they've completely lost confidence that they'll make it to the end. And there's so many other things being said. There is one thing that everybody speaking in those terms has in common, and you know what it is. They've lost their momentum. And what happens when we lose our momentum? We doubt ourselves. We doubt ourselves forever starting. We doubt that we'll ever finish. We doubt that it was ever a good idea. We doubt that what we set out to do could even possibly in this lifetime by us be done. We go to some really dark, yucky places, and I'm seeing it all over this one particular forum. And it makes me sad, and it's kept me busy because, well, I'm a, I'm a teacher, so I've been in there <laughs> giving people all kinds of high fives for what they've done and trying to encourage them to get back at that and telling them what I think is great about what they've written so far because I want them to finish. And I know something. I know there is only one thing between them and finishing, and it's doubt. And when we doubt, we lose our momentum. And that's all that's going on. But we think it's the end of the world. It feels that way. So it must be that way, right? Wrong. It's not that way. But we have to strengthen our mind so we come back to trusting ourselves and having good faith in ourselves. That's what we're talking about today. And it doesn't matter if you're doing it from a place of writing or just being in the story of your life. I want to hear from you. And I want to know what's going on for you so I can get you back into that race of life that you are in. I'm just going on Facebook right now to see who says they are listening today. Happy birthday, Donna, by the way. Uh, I'm glad you're listening in. Happy birthday to Jesse. I'm glad you are listening in. Uh, thank you, Sandy, for listening. Thank you, Antonio. I know that you mean to listen, whether you get to or not. I know you have a very busy day. Thank you, Kyle, for listening. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Drew. Hey, Jim, thank you for coming back again this week. Your question last week was fabulous. And it was, it was something that I was really excited to talk about on the air. And actually, that conversation carried over with one of my one-on-one -on -one people afterwards. So thank you to you for being an inspiration. And thank you, Caitlin. And thank you, Renata and Roberto. Lovely to have you with me today. So if you are thinking about writing in, this is a very good time. We are just about to go to break. 
You can do it on Facebook Messenger at Debbie Handrich or Coach Debbie. And we will be right back. Hi, I'm Kathy Cooper, and every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found. We'll be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So won't you join me Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m., Lost and Found, because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. This is Jim at a party. Dude, pass it. Hi there. This is Jim making nachos. Hi there. This is Jim watching his favorite horror movie. Oh yeah, definitely hi there. And this is Jim driving his car. Dude, not hi there. Jim's making good decisions and not getting behind the wheel when he's high because he knows that if you feel different, you drive different. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Alternative Talk 1150. Talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. Hello and welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I am talking to you today about restoring your momentum. Because losing our momentum really happens in those middle grounds of whatever it is we're doing, whether we're writing our book, our brand, our blog, our songs, our love letters, or... Maybe we're just living the stories of our lives. Somewhere in those stories, we can often lose our momentum. And the thing that's really going on there is doubt. We've had enough time away from the gate, running strong, running hard, doing our thing, that we are getting tired. And we start to doubt ourselves and we start to wonder if we should be doing this thing at all. And we lose our momentum. And you need someone like me, a coach, to get you back in that race. Sometimes when I have people come and ask me about this very subject, I find myself in my own stories of where I've had strong momentum and why I've lost it. So just one story I want to tell you about was Mm, 2014, 13, somewhere in there, I had this idea. And I was, I was going to finally just say my thank yous to the college where I'd been teaching for a long time and run off and start a life coaching business. And I had a little bit of vision around it, but I didn't have a full vision. I had training, I was ready to go, but 
you know how they talk about how you need a niche and a brand and all that good stuff? And I just was like, yeah, I don't understand. I don't get that part. And But if I'm going to leave the college, if I'm, if I'm going to let that go, I can't just move into my new career and and expect to make a, a year's income when I'm not 100% clear about what I'm up to. So it came to me, I need a bridge business. Aha. I need to stay at the college. I need to do what I know I'm good at, but create, you know, something I could do for a year or two, maybe three, that would start to bridge me into the new career. And it came to me that I would turn my my home, which was very uh, centrally located to a lake, a, a sought-out lake in the Seattle area. I thought, I'm going to turn my home into a vacation rental property. And that business will make me money. And after two years' time... I will have built myself up to the place that I can then do the life coaching business. And I, I, I visualize this. I got the mental picture of how I would start and when I would open my doors for business. I got the mental picture of what the place would look like. I had the picture of what needed to come out of the house, what needed to go into the house, the clutter I would have to deal with. Oh, man, there was a lot to do. But I had a really clear vision. And I turned to my beloved, who, in my mind, is a very successful businessman and and just is full of ideas when it comes to visioning. And I said, what do you think? Of this idea. I mean, I'm not a real estate person, but I really believe my home could be a place that earns me money. And in this way and in this capacity, he was behind it. And one of the pieces of advice he said was, hold that vision. Don't lose track of that vision. This was great advice. This was excellent advice because I was doing something all new and different. I mean, really, before this, I had had a little tiny, itsy-bitsy, teeny-tiny, itty-bitty, weeny business in cosmetics. And I had also had an even smaller business as a business writing teacher when I was about 30 years old for about six months. So... I really didn't have a strong background as an entrepreneur, but I had, I had vision. I had the heart for it. I was excited. So now I'm speaking with whom I regard as one of the smartest businessmen in my life, and he is telling me, hold that vision in your mind. Don't lose track of it. And he, he explained to me how he had followed a vision of a company in Baltimore that had a very, very similar heavy machine shop model that he followed and that he held it strong. And years later, he was running basically 
a very, very similar company on the opposite coast. And he was proud as could be about it. And I thought, you know what? With him in my corner, I think I could do this. So I set out. I started to do this. I had a really strong vision. I knew who to call, and I had the guts to call those people. I knew what I had to do, the work I had to shoulder. I knew the clutter, like I said, I had to get rid of. I, knew, I understood the new things that had to come in, the old things that had to go. And I gave myself five months. I set the date, June 1st, 2014, my doors will open. My vacation rental business will begin. And it did. And I set the goal that in that first year. So keep in mind, I'm opening in January. The first year ends December 31st. So I've only got seven months. But I set the goal that during that first year, I would make $15,000 in that new business. Everything was ready to go. The website, everything was ready to go. I turned, I turned the thing on. The <laughs> I don't know what to call it. I turned the side on. I was ready. Ten minutes later, I got my first inquiry online. Oh, I see your vacation rental is exactly in the location I was thinking of coming. Do you have these dates available? I was like, my God, this is real. I, 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 I need to reply. So I wrote my first reply. I did that. The people, we had an exchange back and forth about two or three times, answered their questions. They booked it. They booked it for a weekend. About 20 minutes later, I had another, what do you call it, a ping, a ting, a wing, a fling? I don't know what you call it, but I had another one. Somebody wanted to rent my home. And then another, and another, and in six days' time, I had earned ten thousand dollars. I had given myself seven months to earn fifteen thousand. In six days' time, I had earned ten thousand dollars. Let me tell you, I've never earned ten thousand dollars that fast any other time in my life. I fell to my knees and cried in gratitude. I could not believe my plan had worked, and yet I kind of could because I had a really strong vision of exactly what it would look like, of who I needed to call, where I needed to have help, what I needed to spend money on, what I had to do with this clutter, the new things that had to come in. I had a vision, and things went well that first year, and things went well. That second year, I doubled my income the second year. First year, I wanted to make 15000 and I did. Second year, I wanted to make 30000 and I made thirty-three. The third year, things changed wildly, quickly, harshly. My momentum was kind of gone. And I don't mean my personal momentum. I mean that the momentum in the world, you know, Google was no longer all that excited about me because I wasn't brand new. So I wasn't on page one of rentals in my area. You had to scroll into about page seven or eight to 
come up with my unit. I had reviews for my unit, but now there was this thing going on that you needed to have 200 or so reviews to make it on these other websites, and I didn't. I didn't have that many. So I, I wasn't popular the way I had been, and my momentum, as far as a business goes, was not strong. But you know what else wasn't strong? The vision I had been holding was now old because I was no longer at the starting line. I was way out there in year three. I needed an updated vision. And you know what? I didn't have one. And when you don't have a vision, you're behind. And it's really hard to catch up when you're behind. So I want to make a point here. When we lose our momentum, we're having doubts, right? We're doubting that we should be where we are. We're doubting that what we started can really grow and become what we envisioned. That's losing your momentum. You can get that back quickly. But when you're behind, it's kind of like being tens of thousands of dollars in debt, right? You're, you're now chasing that thing that used to support you. That's not where you want to be. You never want to be running your, your lungs to death trying to catch up. No, that is not where you belong. It's not where I belonged, and that's where I was. And then, to make it worse, guess what happened? <gasps> I got a bad review. Can you believe that? My spanking clean place right on the lake, desirable and everything. Well, I had to cut her slack because she didn't really know that many words in English. And she used a terrible word in the review. She said the word bug. You can't use the word bug when you're talking about staying in a person's place. All she meant to say was that this pesky little mosquito followed her into the house, but that's not what she said. And it's not what she said because, like I said, she didn't know the language very well. And even though I tried to get her to change her review, she just didn't want to let go of the word bug. So I was out of business pretty fast. And a lot of the reason I was out of business is because I didn't have a vision a current vision to hold dear so that I could stay in the race and keep my momentum going. So back now, if momentum is just doubt, what do you do when you're in the phase of doubt? One is you come back to your vision. Two, you make sure your vision is current. An old vision does not carry you to the end of the race. No. The same is true with anything you are up to, not just my vacation rental, anything you are up to. When you make a decision that you want to start something, your book, your blog, your brand, that vision gets you going. But at some point, as you are developing that book, that blog, that brand, or your life story, or whatever it is, 
you got to come back and take a look and see how far you've come. And it's not so you can go, you know, running back, but it's so you can upgrade and draft and edit and do what's next so that you keep your momentum. You don't want to fall behind before it occurs to you that you need a revised vision. No, no, no. You do not belong there. Uh-uh. You want to stay in the race. Think about the powerful swimmer for a minute. This is my, my dad, my stepdad who raised me was a very, very powerful swimmer. He would walk out into the waves at the San Diego beach. Have you ever been to San Diego? Those waves are just hauntingly tall. He'd just walk out into them as if they were nothing, and he would swim and swim and swim in the opposite direction of the shore. My mother would completely lose sight of him, and I knew it just shook her to the bone that she could not see him at all in the ocean, right? Now, not only did he have a sense of the ocean and his body alive and well and swimming in it, but he also had a great sense of how to get back to shore. Now, my mother and I did not. (laughs) And that's why we didn't go there, right? That's why we were on the beach building sandcastles while he was out in the water swimming. But he knew how to get back to shore. Was it still the wisest decision he had ever made? Yeah, I don't know, because I'm not the strongest swimmer in the world. But I think if you were among those who understand how to live like a fish and get your way back, they would tell you that so much of it has to do with your mental capacity to trust and to have faith that you know the way. There's a certain inner compass we all have, and we really shine in it in different capacities. I shine in it as a teacher. I have a really great strength of understanding how to lead certain people in certain capacities. Not everything. I can't teach you how to swim. I'm still learning myself. But my dad, his, his capacity to understand himself in the water, to hold the vision of how to go out, to go into deep waters, and know he would make it back to the finish line. It worked every time. It continues to work. He understands himself and his relationship with the water. So this is another thing I want to impart on you. What is your relationship with that thing you think you're losing momentum with? What's your relationship with your business? If you feel like you're losing your momentum, how are you relating to it? Are you deep in the game? Is the vision of your business clear in your mind? Or have you not paid attention to it for a bit? Maybe you're like me, and you thought, gee, I'm in my third year of owning a vacation rental. 
and I've done well. I can coast a little. Ooh, coasting is dangerous. Someone just might write you a bad review. Yeah? And as soon as they do, you're behind. You're behind. You have to find a way to know that when the doubts come, you can quickly turn to that mental vision. And that vision needs to be up to date. It's not the one that got you out of the gate. Because that's exactly what that did. It got you out of the gate. It's the one that you revise. It's the one that you took a look at a few weeks into. You made some edits. You were careful. You looked at your patterns. You made crucial decisions to help you figure out how to stay in the game. All right, it's time for our second break. And when we come back, Hannah, I am going to go to your question. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound, chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Here we are at Story You Talk Radio, coming back from our second break. I'm just about to go to our first question today, but I want to remind you, listeners, if you are thinking about writing your book in 2020, I just want to remind you, this is the year of clear vision 2020, right around the corner, just seven weeks away, six, seven, it's coming soon. So if you want to get that author's mindset going, I have a course for you that is starting January 3rd. I also have a discount for you because you are one of my listeners. All you got to do is go to www.coachdebbie.com, click on connect or contact or any word like that, and you will have the opportunity to write to me. Tell me that you are interested. I'll get that small three-question application to you. And make sure you say, hey, I want to be part of that discount. That's all you got to say. 
is that you know it exists and I will offer it your way. Today we are talking about staying in the race, keeping your momentum going, whether you're writing or just living your day-to-day life. If you were listening last week and the week before, we were talking a lot about the criticism that comes our way when we're writers or anytime we're starting something new. And I just want to remind you that criticism is one of the number one things that knocks us right out of our stride and keeping our momentum. But criticism is never about your identity. Criticism is always about your growth. And the critics out there, their job is to impart knowledge to help you grow. Their job is not to cut away at your identity. If you can keep that in mind, I think you'll keep some of the little doubt monsters at bay. And I think you'll be able to keep your momentum going just a little bit longer. On that note, we have a great question here from Hannah, who has written in. She has seen the Facebook message, and she says, Dear Coach Debbie, I think my biggest fear on this topic today is around wasted time. I am in one of those groups you spoke of, the writing NaNoWriMo groups, and I feel like here we are at day 14, And what have I done? I have wasted at least 12 days sitting at my computer, drudging everything. I don't want to be a big complainer, but I have a history of wasting time in so many other things I have done. Yes, I want to write a book, and yes, I think I have it in me, but today all I can see is that I've wasted a lot of time. Oh, Hannah... Oh, that 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 sounds like you're in a certain amount of pain here. And um, I'm just going to tell you, you haven't wasted a minute of time. Because you are writing to me, you're wanting to get your oomph back, right? If you had given up, you wouldn't have written it. So you're ready to turn this around. So let's do it right now. You have not wasted your time. That is the regret of those that are dying. That is not the regret of those that are in action. How many people, when they they get to the end of life, have said that they were so worried that they wasted time? And there they were, leaving this world. That's not where you're at. That's not where you're at at all. In fact, Hannah, just between me and you, I had this really massive crush on on David Cassidy when I was a little girl you you're if you're a lot younger than me you don't know him but just trust me he was so cute and he had this um lead role in a show called the partridge family and I wouldn't have missed it for nothing because he was just so cute and he gave me all this faith in the world right that's all I needed as a teenager and you know what his last words to his daughters was I wasted so much time. Those were his last words. He was an incredible actor, made lots of money. Did I say he was cute as a button? Oh, and his last words to his daughter. 
I wasted so much time. That's not you, Hannah. You are a young and inspiring author, and you are very much in the race of life. And for 14 days, you say you have been among the writers in the NaNoWriMo forum, whichever forum you are in currently. So you're not wasting your time. You made a decision to be in something. It's true, there's a goal to try and make it to 50,000 words, but that's not set up to screw you up. That's set up to help you reach a goal. So what I want you to do is come back to your vision. I think you said here that you know that you have the capacity to write a book. That's a pretty nice vision. I want you to make it even more 2020, picture-perfect, mentally clear. All right? Here's your homework. I want you right now to go to your phone and look for a picture and find one that you would say is a good working cover of your book. Could be a picture of you being silly. It could be a picture of your cat. Could be a picture of a landscape. Could be a picture of your favorite person on the planet. It could be a picture of anything. But a working picture, working means it's in draft form. You're just saying for today, this works for you. A working picture where you say, I, Hannah, choose this to be the cover of my upcoming book. And just feel how good that feels. Notice, too, if you're arguing with that and you're like, oh, no, 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 I've already got a picture of my book. It's right here. If you are, you're one step ahead of me. I want you to go to that picture, and I want you to make that your screensaver so that every single time you pick up your phone, you're looking at that picture, and it's nailing into your sweet noggin that that book is happening. You haven't lost your momentum. Uh-uh. You reached out and you said, I'm a little worried. I think I'm wasting my time. I want you to have your momentum back. Make a clear picture of that cover of your book and look at it every day. Here's another thing I do. Are you a girl who likes lipstick? Write a little note on your bathroom mirror. I have a book in me. Write that on your bathroom mirror, and don't you dare clean that thing off until the next year starts, okay? I want you to write back to me in two weeks. That's your next assignment, and let me know how it's going. Hannah, would you like to join my author's mastermind group? All you got to do is say yes. You just find a way to reach back to me and say yes, and I'll gift you that, okay? I would like you to join me. I'd like to give you that. Hannah, thank you so much for writing in today. I can't wait to hear the title of your book. And if you want, you just go ahead and send me that cover. Okay, we are coming up on the end of our show. We've only got about seven or eight minutes left here, but I will still take your text. If you have one, you can reach out to me on Facebook Messenger. We're talking about your momentum. And with only a few minutes left, I want to stress this idea of what is faith? Because faith is just something that 
too many of us have associated with religion. Faith exists if you exist. You really can't walk through a day of your life without some level of faith. You've got to have it. Faith will always carry you through that middle ground where you're lacking in momentum. I have to tell you, as a, as a teacher, where I offered classes at the college, we were on what was called the quarter system. So a class would last for 12 weeks. And before a class would start, I would, I would get as silly and as excited as a child because I wanted to meet my new students. But I would also get scared. And over and over and over again, I would forget that I knew anything about teaching. And I would sort of lose my faith before the course would begin. The only thing that really brought me back was the notion that I was going to meet 75 new kids. Well, they're college students. I don't know if they were kids, but in my mind, we're all kids. We're all showing up kind of young. But that's what brought me back to the joy of starting, right? It was hard to believe that I had a lot to offer, but it was easy to believe it when I could envision the students and what I wanted to share with them. So it was a 12-week course over and over again, 12 weeks of teaching and teaching different materials and teaching different ideas So I always knew that was how long I had to have my energy. But always, always, somewhere around week five, oh my goodness, I would just get tired. And I'd feel myself losing my momentum. And over and over again, I would be going down the hallways during week five, week six, week seven, And I would hear the same conversations from my colleagues of, oh, man, I got to get through these midterms. Oh, man, I don't know if I have a new great thought to offer. We would just be complaining. You could just see the chins almost dragging on the floor. It was a hard time in the quarter. And it was a time in which we as the teachers had to keep the momentum going for the students. It just felt impossible. And I would would tell my mom, my husband, my best friend, whoever, I'm quitting. (laughs) This is my last quarter. I just can't see my way to doing this again. I'm, I'm not equipped for this. I would have those conversations in week five, week six, week seven, quarter after quarter, after quarter. Something would happen, though, in week eight. It was almost like I was that swimmer I was telling you about before. It was was as if I was starting to see the shore, that I, I was feeling my faith again. I was aware that I would make it. And not only would I make it, but I was going to make sure these 75 students that were with me, we're going to make it too. We're going to make it. There was something about week eight 
and week nine that was so magical. I knew I would make it. I knew I could fall back on those stories of, oh, yeah, I've got my momentum back. I didn't fall so far behind that I have to quit my job. (laughs) I've got my momentum back. I can serve these students. We will make it. And it was a great feeling. It was that restoration. It's what we call faith. We know we can do it. Faith is something you have even when you can't see the shore. But when you can see the shore, it's so much easier. But real, honest-to-goodness faith, it's something you have in your heart and in your mind when you just have to help yourself dig in to that momentum. You've got to have faith. You've got to have a mental picture. You've got to be willing to edit and revise that mental picture as you go so it serves you best. Those are the ones that succeed. We're not just trying to survive here. We're doing our best in this life. We're doing our best with whatever we've got. And that requires hanging in there in the middle ground. You might lose momentum for a minute. Call a good friend. You might feel like you're going down. Revise that draft. Look over your plan again. Give me a call. I'd be happy to help you out because I have been there. I go there. I know all about losing momentum, but I also know about getting it back. And I would love to help you on your journey, especially if you are a writer or if you are committed to your story because you want your legacy to live on. You want your brand to live on. You want your company to live on. You have a certain faith in your family and the endeavors that they are in the middle of, and you want that to live on. If you're trying to get honest about your story, that's what I do. I help people write their stories. Until next week, my friends, I wish you so much energy and good, strong momentum in the middle of whatever you are accomplishing right now. Keep the faith, and I will see you next week. Namaste, my friends. 